You obviously know Kung Fu. Hey guys, this is Noah Flader, actor and director of Legend of Kickmaster. I'm here with Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. Joining me again tonight is Noah Flader, actor, writer, director, star of The Legend of the Kickmaster, and joining him is Tommy Trin, director of photography for Legend of the Kickmaster, uh, also uh, actor and second unit director for a couple of things, and we'll talk about that later. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Drive-In podcast tonight. Thank you for having us. Thank you, man. Absolutely. All right, uh, Noah, good to have you back. I've been waiting for some information on Legend of the Kickmaster. We're going to get into that right away, but give me an introduction to Tommy and, and uh, what he does with you on Legend of the Kickmaster. Tommy is, is my boy. <laughs> um, part, I mean, I can do a kick and make it look good, you know, just in the air, but Tommy has to capture that, and there is an art to doing that. There is, and um, the way that he can shoot light, you know, color and all that. It, it's such an art form. You know, I'm only one small piece of the puzzle. Tommy brings the, a whole other side to it. And that is just so damn important. And actually one of the big things that I want to do with my team is, you know, we've created Four Storm Entertainment and we want to move forward being able to make feature films. And I want Tommy right next to me the whole way, being able to, <laughs> being able to make all the movies with me. So Tommy's my boy. He's the one behind camera. He's, uh, he's the one doing it. I just got to make Noah look super cool. That's it. <laughs> That's hard, man. I'm kind of dorky. <laughs> well, Tommy, uh, playing off of that, uh-huh. uh, how long have you known Noah? And uh, and what is it about him that makes you want to work with him and, and make him look so cool? Um, I, I've worked with a lot of martial arts in the past and in, in, in the industry and in the, like in, independent as well. And, um, just as a martial artist, I just vibed out with Noah more. His energy is just—he has so much energy on set sometimes. Where I get crazy, he gets crazy, right? So we we be shooting for like hours, right? And then the whole crew is like low right now. But I see Noah, and I'm like, you know what? If Noah still can shoot. I can still shoot. Nice, you know. And I feel like that's a there's a chain effect that between happens between me and Johnny. Between me and Johnny, Johnny's not here with us today, but Johnny's like our director. Uh, so all three of us keep shooting. We still want to shoot. So we all like kind of help each other with our energy, and then all our like uh, extra crew members see that, and they keep like they kind of keep up with us. So it's kind of yeah, crazy. They're like shit, they're still going. But like if Tommy sees that we're still going, Tommy's like fuck, I gotta keep going. But if Noah sees I'm still going, and then Noah's like okay, I gotta keep I going. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> so it just doesn't stop. It doesn't stop, dude. We'll go like twenty hours filming straight. It's crazy. That's just <laughs> it's just one upmanship all night. All, all night, night. <laughs> all night, just doesn't stop <laughs> going. But That's yeah, cool. o- yeah. Overall, the, the thing is, uh, Noah's Noah's just fun to be, you know, be on set with, and um, and also Johnny, and just capturing Noah's movements and stuff like that, and trying to to being creative at the same time, being kind of capturing the fundamentals of like martial arts too. It's 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 very captivating in a way. It's kind of hard for me to explain, but there there's a there's a challenge behind shooting Noah all the time, and that's that's what's really cool. Yeah, just in general, there's a challenge when you're shooting martial arts move, right? There's a yeah. there's a whole art to 
not just capturing the action, but capturing the action clearly and showing that the skill is really there and not getting it all muddied up with uh, with too many close-ups or too many jump cuts and all that. So, um, mm-hmm. and, and from what I've seen with uh, Legend of the Kickmaster, you did a, a great job of capturing his movement because he does look slick and, you know, he may be really cool in real life, but you really do a, a great job of capturing him. Thank you. Tom is my favorite person to shoot me. <laughs> That's just how it's going to be. <laughs> Cool, cool. All right, so let's get into the big announcement then of the Intergalacticon premiere. Explain to me what this whole thing is about and and why you're debuting the first three episodes there. So actually, Steve Kirk is a friend of ours, and he's the one running Intergalacticon. He's actually helped produce a couple of shows with us, one of them being uh, the Star Wars short or the series that we have on our YouTube channel, um, Knights of the Old Republic, The Purge. Mm -hmm. So we have a cool relationship with him already through Star Wars, and he's doing this con first year, and um, we we talked to him, and I would just he he provided a great opportunity and outlet for us to be able to premiere our show there. So we are showing episodes one, two, and three of Kickmaster at this event. He even funded this uh, uh, short that you guys saw, um, you know, Homeless Joe and Noah's Adventures Going to Intergalacticon, that special edition episode of Kickmaster. That was the announcement that we're going. Um, but the important thing is that we actually are in the works of selling Kickmaster. So we've decided to not post it online for free at all anymore. So episode one is up and we left that just as a teaser for fans and just for people to kind of, you know, get their eyes and curious about it. But we are trying to sell episodes one through five. So with that being said, we're not posting it online. We are going to show it to fans that are interested and have been dying to see it so they can see episodes one, two, and three <laughs> at this event. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Now, I got to say, it is a little bittersweet for me because I only got to see the first episode and I can't be oh, in California yeah. <laughs> for June 16th. <laughs> sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> no, no it's, it's all cool. As long as there is an opportunity to, to get to see it later, I'm good with that. But um, So the premiere is June 16th at noon at Intergalacticon, and that's in San Diego? Correct. Yes, sir. Very cool. Very cool. So when then am I ever going to find out how a bona fide pirate winds up on a quest with some wide-eyed anime-inspired adventures <laughs> in unicorn that onesies. That was his favorite character, Captain Finn. <laughs> so random character Captain, we put in. Dude, it works, though. It, it does works. work so it well. It does work. The, the curiosity factor alone is killing me. So so when, when then, can I get my hands on 2 through 5 and, and beyond? Um, when we sell the show, <laughs> which is the million dollar question. Um, the, you know, the more people show up to our events, the more people share this and the stronger our fan base, it is actually a better selling point. So well, I'm actually working with uh, Greg Grumberg right now, who is an actor and producer yeah. on helping sell the show. And, you know, when we do these things, we premiered episode one at, uh, Tommy's actually, uh, works with them, Anime Impulse. Yeah. And we premiered oh, our show there. We had a couple hundred people show up. It was amazing. And I told Greg about that, and he freaked out. He was like, that is such a strong selling point for uh, production companies to be able to pick this up, whether it's we sell it internationally, you know, just online, or it's through Hulu or Netflix, whoever wants to get it. They're very interested in having that kind of backing. And the biggest selling point is that the show's already done. They don't have to do anything to mm-hmm. make the production happen. It's already done. Oh, fantastic. Um, so... To answer your question, I don't know. <laughs> it really depends. There's, There's so many answer. factors. Do you have some some nibbles in, in play, or are you can just kind of winging it right now? Um, we do have some nibbles in play. We're meeting up with a, a 
actually a studio right now that is interested cool. in helping sell the show as well. But um, I'm really adamant about working with Greg on trying to sell this show. He's a great friend of mine. I actually teach his, uh, his sons, um, and I've kind of known them just for a long time, like family friends. And uh, Greg's always had a strong interest in being able to watch my back. He was actually the one that showed my first film, uh, The Betrayal, to J.J. Abrams. Because right. J.J. is his uh, godfather to his kids. I think that's the right way of saying that. They're, they're very close family friends. So his cousins, whatever. His cousins. Is that <laughs> a good yeah, yeah. there's his family friend, the cousins. They're cousins, cool. yeah. So, like, you know, since day one, Greg has always believed in me. He's like, no, you're, you're such an amazing actor. You're so talented. I'm like, Greg, I, when I was 18, I was like, I'm not an actor. I was doing stunts. He's like, no, trust me. You have the ability to do it. Just keep doing what you're doing. So even when I didn't believe in myself, he always believed in me. And he showed – showing my project to J.J. Abrams was already a lot. You don't show – you know, an 18-year-old kid's little project to JJ if you really don't believe in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's so um, Greg has always watched out for me. So I really want to be able to work on Kickmaster and selling it with him. And it's it's baby steps, you know? You got to get all the right people involved, all the right eyes to see it. And then um, when the right people believe in you, then you can really sell the show and, you know, go the right direction. All right. Tommy, have you been involved with Kickmaster from the very beginning? Yeah, I was involved with Kickmaster in the beginning. Um Kind of was with Noah since he started doing more martial arts on his like social media platforms. So I've been there's a jump of quality you'd say between his like yeah be, between his first videos that he did on his iPhone versus me going out on set with him and shooting random videos for him just to post on Instagram and That's Facebook an and stuff like that. Dude, <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> compare my iPhone to your camera movement? What? <laughs> That's different. It's cool. Anyway, um, for, first thing for me too, I I came. Um, I also have a film background. Didn't go to school for it, uh, but I was always into it and always studied it on the side. And then when I went freelance, I kind of just met up with Noah and told, yeah, Noah, I want to shoot more action stuff. Be my man. And he's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of happened. And then we just kind of stuck together ever since then and trying to create cool content for people to watch. So were you in the room getting hotboxed when this whole dream got put together? <laughs> not, not really. It was just more on me calling Noah 4 a.m. in the morning or 2 a.m. and picking him, hey, what are you doing? None. Let's go shoot. Okay, cool. Where are we going? Palm Springs. All right, let's go. Holy shit. That, that actually happened. That really did happen. That was crazy. What, what, what was that trip about? Nothing. It's just us building martial arts in the desert. <laughs> no, well, we shot for Lululemon. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We, we, Noah had this little collab with Lululemon, and our, our deal is like, let's kind of find a cool elements and, and different elements to, to kind of showcase their products. Uh, and I just decided to go to Palm Springs one early, early, early morning, and we went out there and got some really cool content. That was like a what? Is that a two-hour drive for us or a three-hour drive? Like a, uh, two hours. Yeah, two hour drive. about a two-hour drive at four in the morning just because Tommy got inspired. And I'm not going to say no. <laughs> so <laughs> we went. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So Legend of the Kickmaster, the the whole concept. Noah, was that just you and Johnny? Yeah. Um, that was just something that – I mean it's, it's really a team effort. But the creative side of it, like designing the whole universe, a lot of it was just Johnny and I. But – you know, when we're when we have a solid basis as to like what we want to shoot, we bring it back to the main crew. So I, you know, Tommy's the main crew, and we ask them their opinions as well creatively. What do you guys think of this universe? Do you guys is this something we want to really invest our time and energy into? And it it becomes a, a team effort. It it always is. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, just to clarify for the audience, that's Johnny Alegria, the director of Legend of the Kickmaster, right? Yep. In that crew, who's the guy that has to kind of step up and say, no, we can't do that? I feel like that's like the AD. Yeah. <laughs> Our AD, Chris. The um, AD needs to say that because we're all crazy creatives and we're like, <laughs> F it, we're going to do it. And then the AD's like, we have 10 minutes left. We need to move on. It's really the AD. Well, yeah, it's usually, yeah, the AD, the AD kind of figures out if it's doable or not. And usually sometimes we just say, screw it, we're making art. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. That's the best stuff, right? That's how. That's where all that good stuff comes from. If it doesn't make sense to the story, which never really happens on our set because we don't change it in a weird direction, then one of you know either Johnny, Tommy, or I will speak up and say this doesn't make sense for this scene. Mm. Um, that doesn't really happen often. It's maybe once, if at all. But yeah, the AD is really the one to stop us because we're the three of us are workhorses. And we just keep going. Like, we want to be able to have the time to bang out one scene. Like, if we need to do one scene, it takes us four hours to do that one scene. We'll do it. 80's like, no, you have an hour. We need to move on. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> but so far, um, when it came to even the creative process, we, we thoroughly kind of thought it through, too, and see if it's doable within the caliber of time frame that we have. So, so far, we never had much blockade about uh, trying to constrict our creativity within certain time frames. So I'd say like 90% of the time, 90% of the time, we're pretty good with getting stuff done within the going reasonable, the plan. yeah, going okay. with the game plan. Um, and just a point of order, you said you don't go off on, on weird directions. You've got a pirate and mermaids in Legend of the Kickmaster. <laughs> so, uh, that, that's reasonable. Trust me, like, it's reasonable. It is. There, this show is as crazy as it looks just from the beginning, the promos in episode one. It really goes down a very deep rabbit hole. There, it, it's not just random things we put in. There's an entire universe that we developed, and it gets very, very deep. We just need to be able to explain that in season two. Season one is really just an introduction of of the characters and and being able to be visually stimulated and seeing everything. Mm -hmm. Season two explains a lot of the backstory for all, all of our characters and introducing even more characters into the show. So that that's the the beauty of it, and, and I think that's what's going to captivate a lot of people is character development. Mm -hmm. All right. So, what has the reception been for the first episode? People are like, "What the hell did I just watch?" And I want more. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> from, like from our peers who are followers and and fans that watched Legend of Kickmaster so far, there's been a lot of good feedback and a lot of uh, good uh, criticism, uh, critique criticisms too. And with that, like even progress of us shooting it, like we see how episode one is garbage compared to episode two and then episode two is garbage compared to episode three it's so true it really does get better and better we kind of feel bad that we released episode one just it's not a strong representation of the show but i mean it is yeah. what it is and i, like, I feel like because we did our, it gets so good our igc promo video is actually better than episode five. Oh wow so yeah no 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 i think it's better than episode two two it's better than episode two and maybe three. I don't know. Two is really fun. Two is fun. No, th four and five is pretty epic, actually. Four and five are epic. I don't think it's better than that. No, no, I can't beat <laughs> I totally forgot about how much we crammed into four and five. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, the promo video is out now on uh, Four Storm Entertainment's YouTube channel. Uh, and it features 
uh, among other things, Ramona Flowers, a lightsaber battle, and uh, a <laughs> wizard who uh, needs money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of. It was our fun way of um, also promoting. You know, the the premise of it is. Noah and Homeless Joe are going to Intergalacticon, and it was a fun way to blend fandom into our universe mm-hmm. and have a good time practicing filmmaking and showing our audience that we're going within the, the Kickmaster world. Now, uh, a small project like this requires that the the whole team kind of wear a lot of different hats and really trust one another. Uh, what was the toughest part of making sure this whole thing got to this point? <laughs> Dude, it, I think it's – at the end of the day, it's AD – it's, it's um, him being on top of all of us, making sure that we hit our deadlines and putting it together. Um, because we have we, we have special effects department, we have sound, mm-hmm. we have con- like music. So everybody, it's we all are creative artists ourselves, and sometimes we get lost track yeah. of like our our creativity, and we just keep going. And then it kind of it's thankfully to our ID, he's the one who's able to like kind of keep us on track and be on top of us for those of you that don't know what an ad is that's the assistant director he's in charge of the logistics of the shoot and time management and that's a big responsibility yeah and because for artists for us we're just like kids with toys yeah (laughs) expensive toys our job is just to go in a creative zone yeah just express and just keep practicing that skill Mm -hmm. and hone it on set but the ad's gotta be like you know we gotta get to the next location by this time we have to have lunch at this time and he, he's it's like our soccer of, mom. Yeah, it, it, he's got the most important job on set, really. <laughs> all right, kids, let's go. Like, With, all right. Without him, like we're not doing anything. We're we're just gonna be lost. <laughs> and and uh, no, you've uh, shown a lot of uh, videos on Instagram of of the late night editing sessions. What what kind of environment is that like when you guys are all in there, kind of crammed into a space and and working on this creative endeavor? A lot of derailing conversations, <laughs> getting off topic, having a good time. Um, it's always a good time, but at the end of the day, a lot of these editing nights are brutal because, yeah. you know, we all are working throughout the day already prior to coming here, and then we start our nights at 8 p.m. editing because that's when everyone can get here. Yeah, and a lot of the times we'll end at 3 a.m. because that's how long it takes to keep editing. Well, we're here until morning too before. Dude, we've stayed here till 7 a.m. We watched the sunrise many times. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. Um, but this is what it takes, man. This is what it takes to do it. <laughs> I'm happy we have a window next to me so I can like, kind there, of – There is a window. Nice. We don't feel like we're in a like comm- – Like, like a dark walk. room or yeah. something, yeah. <laughs> um, what, what are some of the best outtake moments during filming that are going to wind up oh. on that gag reel one day? I, I got uh, <laughs> we have, we have, I think there's more than that. I, I feel like we should have had a BTS, like a rolling BTS the whole time because the, the stuff that we – We've joked about shooting our show like Like BTS, a reality TV. Like The Office. Oh, nice. Like, the stuff that happens on set and you're like – this is like comedy gold itself. Like, why are we not recording like us just interacting <laughs> with each other? Because the stuff that goes down, imagine like the office setting, but like the the creation, like the make the making of the movie. Dude, it's, it's been crazy. <laughs> it's been so crazy. Literally, every emotion that you can feel, you have felt it on our crew. <laughs> Motivation, <laughs> anger, sadness, hype, everything. You felt it. <laughs> Uh, that, that's yeah. what it takes to make greatness. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, what then is uh, the next step for 
Kickmaster. I, I know it's you're 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 trying to get it sold. Uh, what are you guys doing to uh, to kind of promote that and and get it out there so that uh, it has that chance to get picked up? Right now, I feel like just us going premiering our shows at um, certain events and certain studios and pitching to them and telling them like how many people came out to watch it. So a lot of private screenings, I'd say. Yeah, probably. Yeah, a lot of private screenings right now, just to to kind of get the word out there, just at, at a different level. You know how like us posting on YouTube is different than us working with more corporate people mm-hmm. or more uh, studio heads. So right now, it's just more a lot of private screenings, just to showcase the quality of work we put out. And by that, um, we have studio backings, hopefully. Any chance you're gonna come to the East Coast and do some premieres? Yeah, um, there's there's potential. Like there's there's tons of, of never, cons that happen out there. Never say never. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many, you know there's so many Comic Cons and smaller events and like anime related type conventions that happen on the East Coast too. That we you know why not us go to the East Coast one time and just showcase some couple episodes. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I, you know, if um if I don't find out what happens to uh, Captain Finn, I'm gonna be very angry. <laughs> <laughs> I will say you really need to see season two to to really appreciate it. And uh, the goal is th- there are a couple options, like Tommy was just saying, to go about it. You know, I think realistically, someone buys our show, we get funding, and that that f- the, with those funds, I use that to you know fund season two. That's really the goal. Mm-hmm. I want to make season two. Yeah, for sure. You know. The dream is yeah. I think everything goes back into just production. If somebody buy, like we get to sell it, yeah, it's just us helping us. You know, gets locations um, and feeding the crew um, just to make stuff happen. If it does move on, are are you bringing everybody back? Is that is that the goal? Because this could be something like a a TV series somewhere, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we kind of open ourselves up to many options. Um, It could be web series, TV series, movies, uh, a series of movies. I see. I see this really being more of a TV show mm. with the length of what we really want to be able to tell on on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the great thing about Kickmaster too, within our crew, is that this really has our spirit attached to it. You know, if we were to do a feature, it could be a one or two time deal, and then we move on. Mm-hmm. With a TV show, you can dedicate ten years to that. You know, five, ten years to doing something like that. A feature it could be like two or three years. I can see us really doing this for a long time because it has so much of our spirit embedded in in the storytelling so with the right amount of funding to really be able to portray what we want to do on camera mm-hmm. i'd love to be able to do this for a long time cool all right let's do a quick lightning round uh, between you two you guys ready oh, oh man <laughs> Tommy, go first. <laughs> oh geez i want like, two seconds to answer just as quick as you can okay, okay okay all right ready right uh so we'll go with tommy first oh man uh, who orders the best takeout during those late night sessions Noah, Noah eats fancy. He's, he's bougie. I'm like, I'm cool with Subway and like Chipotle. No. But this guy is like sushi and steak and oh. Hell yeah. All right. Noah, who orders the worst? Uh, Chris, or AD. <laughs> he's, he's on a budget, man. He's on a budget, so he likes like Papa Grill. He's like the cheapest, most efficient. I'm like, damn, dude, I'm trying to eat good all the time. <laughs> All right, Tommy, who breaks character the most on camera? Dang, uh, Joe. <laughs> I feel like Joe, 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 and Joe and Noah. They, they kind of trade off on it because we, we'll give Joe a direction and he nails it the first time, but then all the other takes are like just different variations of characters that we weren't looking for, but it just works some way. 
we've had a weird thing with Joe where some takes he comes off as very re- really feminine, really gay, very flamboyant. Yeah, <laughs> for some <laughs> odd reason. <laughs> we never. <laughs> How did it come off camera that way? And his character's not supposed to be that way. No. So it was really strange. Like a lot of like hand movements and like snapping his fingers and shit. <laughs> it's like we never asked for yeah. that, but it just worked. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> but um, it's, it, it's makes the, it makes you know our set really lively too because like we just laugh, we have a good time. Because we know that the first take is always the best take for Joe, and the rest <laughs> of it is like just having a good time. <laughs> nice. All right, uh, Noah, who breaks wind the most during those late night sessions after that crappy food? Uh, all of us. Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. Johnny. He's notorious for it, Johnny. He true. He always, he always he always calls it out too. <laughs> All right, uh, Tommy, uh, you are a martial artist yourself, correct? Yes. Uh, do you train with Noah? And if you do, uh, does he hit you too hard often? <laughs> no, I, I. You haven't trained with me in a minute. I haven't trained with Noah in a You're while. In I know. I've been I've been really slacking on on martial arts. I've taken a long break from martial arts. I stopped. I started in. I got into taekwondo when I was six. And then I stopped when I was 19. And then after that, I just really haven't been training. And when I first held the bag for Noah, I felt like my spirit left my body. <laughs> Dang, man. I yeah. And I haven't, held a, like, I haven't held a shield in like a long time, too. This is me like getting right back into like Taekwondo, holding like a bag. And it was not that fun. <laughs> Uh, then Noah, who is your favorite crew member to train with? To train with, uh, um, Johnny, one hundred percent. But it's it's different to say that because I kind of grew up with him, and uh, we actually train with the same boxing coach. And boxing is something that we're really passionate about. It's very it's very separate from it's it's separate and similar to martial arts. Like it's all considered martial arts to us. But uh, there there's just something about boxing that we just really have a strong passion for. And, um, you know, Johnny comes from a background, a family of martial artists as well. They actually, his family, uh, trained and competed with Chuck Norris back in the, the old, uh, karate days. Wow. And, um, just because Johnny's background doing Tung Sudo and, uh, Muay Thai and boxing, him and I, you know, just have bonded that way together. That's how we became best friends is through karate, through martial arts. So, um, Johnny hundred percent, but I love training with everybody on my team, man. It, it, it's, it's a family thing. Are there group training sessions? I I know you post a lot of stuff uh, where you're training out in the streets. <laughs> he's like, this guy's in the street. What the? <laughs> no, no, you can tell him about the. Bar. I don't know exactly where this is. It's like it's like in somebody's driveway. You just go out there, you, you throw up a bag, and you just That's start actually, beating the crap I'm out of each other. The, the JK Films, so they're YouTubers um, and comedians. Uh, just kidding, films. I'm training them for their feature film coming up, and. Um, I go to their house every Tuesday to train them, but they're actually really good friends of mine. But today I actually had a private training session with my second unit camera team, which includes uh, Joseph, Chris, and Ted. And then Joe, Jojo, Jojitsu Kawa, the guy that plays Homeless Joe, mm-hmm. <clears throat> he actually came over to the house today too, and we boxed for three hours. So we Ooh. had a whole training session. And um, I think it's very important that my team trains with me as well too because they need to learn martial arts and camera movement and to appreciate and understand if I'm doing choreography, 
they've also done those movements. They know they need to know how to shoot it. That was the beauty of having Tommy shoot all my stuff is because he already understood the kicks because he did Taekwondo. So uh, it's really important. I think that if you're going to shoot martial arts or action, you have to be embedded in that world as yeah, well. Yeah, too. it's embedded in, I think, dance and martial arts just goes hand in hand. If you like, if you know dance in a way, um, it, it also helps you um, With figure fight out. choreo too. Fight choreo. Yeah, it's choreography. Yeah, yeah, it's the same. It really is. Okay. Uh, Tommy, who are some of your influences? Uh, influences, ah, dang, that's hard. Um, oh man, we're gonna be here for a minute. No, 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 no. <laughs> See, the, the thing is, like, I, I pick one or two. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, this is super random. It has nothing to do with like martial arts, but like uh, Wes Anderson, the director Wes Anderson. Oh, yeah. Nice, yeah. Um, and it, it, this is more like artsy type stuff. And then when it came to like action. I'd say like Bruce Lee's like number one influence. Uh, he's not a filmmaker, but he's uh, like an action star, and and his philosophies too is de- definitely how I kind of like. Uh, Bruce Lee is the man. <laughs> that's it. That's he's, it. That's he, he's probably okay. He's like number one, Bruce Lee, and then Wes Anderson, and then uh, uh, Edgar Wright. Oh, cool. When it comes to those are de- like directors wise. Edgar yeah. Wright's one of my favorites. Those are the top three I can give you. Cool. And uh, no, same question. Oh man, I've actually been revisiting a lot of Jet Li movies recently. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, just a lot of um, – I actually – someone asked me recently, who do you like better, Jackie Chan or Jet Li? And there's obviously like Jackie's the king of action comedy, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I love I love all of Jet Li's films more than I do Jackie's because I think the storytelling in all of the movies Jet Li's in is much better. Just a lot of like French independent films I think is yeah. like a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just the, the directors that he works with most of the time, like I just vibe with those kind of movies a lot more. So – I've been studying a lot more Jet Li, obviously Jackie Chan, and because of Kickmaster, there was a lot of like Scott Pilgrim references too, and I'm like just such a huge Edgar Wright fan as well. And uh, you, if you guys pay attention to the transitions, the way that a lot of our scenes are shot, there's a lot of Edgar Wright influence, Scott Pilgrim vibes. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I definitely picked that up for episode one, uh, and uh, I, I thought it was really well, really well done. And uh, Ramona Flowers showing up in the uh, special episode was kind of special. I have a huge crush on the character, and uh, <laughs> Gigi, who played her, looked amazing, and she killed Wasn't it. Wasn't she fantastic? Amazing. She was, was amazing. So crazy. Yeah, she nailed it pretty well. Yeah, uh, she channeled all of Ramona Flowers, and uh, it, it was it was perfect. And when she came on the screen, I was like, "That's Ramona Flowers." And as soon as she opened her mouth, I was like, "That's really Ramona Flowers." <laughs> she nailed it. It yeah. was it was insane. And uh, shout out to Darian Co. He's our our set photographer and stylist for our team, mm-hmm. and uh, he has connections to a lot of industry models, and that's what Gigi does for work. Is she's a uh, Editorial model, would you say? Yeah, she's editorial, editorial and then yeah. kind of gave her a shot in acting, and she did pretty she pretty good job. Killed it, dude! Cool. When she walked yeah. on set as Ramona, we everyone lost their shit on and the I was crew. Like, That's pretty <laughs> awesome. spot on crap. But yeah, having Ramona Flowers was our shout out to Edgar Wright, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously, just the Scott Pilgrim universe. So we were really happy to just throw that in there. Very cool. All right, last lightning round question, Tommy. This is for you. I already asked Noah this, and I will edit out if you get it wrong. But what is your favorite podcast about kung fu and martial arts cinema? Favorite podcast? Yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest. I don't listen to podcasts, but it'll be it'll be yours. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. And then, what is next for the whole team? Kickmaster is is in the works. Beyond Kickmaster, what do you guys have going on? 
tons of shorts. Um, a lot of uh, other other you know projects outside of the Kickmaster realm. We have tons of projects that you know, Noah and Johnny are writing up. One of uh, the things that I don't want to be stuck is being typecasted as just an action actor as well, because mm. I have a huge passion for a lot of different things in life. Like, I'm a huge romantic. I I love. Like I just love rom coms and <laughs> I, I have a whole love for all different genres, even horror. Um, so we're writing a rom com right now as well, and um, we have another like a darker action mm-hmm. uh, thriller that we're writing right now. Oh, cool! Uh, we have a couple different projects. They're just all in the writing stages and making sure the universe makes sense and mm-hmm. the dialogue is there. But um, aside from that, like there's a lot of like smaller. Not really film-based projects that we're doing, but like I have sponsorship deals that are going on. Tommy works with uh, Anime Impulse, which is like a branch of a ton of different. You know, oh yeah, yeah, we do tons of stuff like here. You, you shoot food, you shoot anime. That's stuff. A, that's a whole different topic yeah. that we would get into. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, we we all do a lot of other uh, stuff in between everything, but as far as film-wise, we have a couple of major things that we're writing right now in between Kickmaster to just uh season my acting abilities mm-hmm. and show that we can do other genres as well yeah i think as artists too is for us is always flexing other skill sets sure. that we have like for uh, for example be filmmaking right like shooting action all the time is like cool but for us to kind of hone in our skill sets and expand it too is like shooting different genres like like rom-coms you know or art house films like i can be more like steady with the camera instead of being fast paced and mm-hmm. making picture quality like it's just like a different art form where it's a whole different type of creativity, which is really cool. We're we're so used to shooting very fast-paced movements, like Tommy sprinting across the field with his gimbal, chasing and, and framing someone perfectly in a scene where that's going to be cut up in a certain way versus holding tension and really just having that camera there mm-hmm. and and holding it. It's like being able to be a master of both sides is just yeah. so difficult. Even if it comes it to practice, comes so. to lighting and setup and how you frame That's everything too. It's it's so different how you shoot different types of genres. So, I think for us too, it's like even from our like a uh, actor's perspective, um, they can hone in other uh, other skill sets that they don't get to do when they're on an action film set. Very cool. All right, uh, Noah, yes. here's your chance. Plug where. Uh, the audience can go to see episodes one, two, and three and get, make sure you get all the dates and the locations and times. Give it a go. So we are premiering our show, Legend of the Kickmaster, episodes one, two, and three at Intergalacticon, which will be in San Diego. Um, I will give Jeff a link. And if you guys can, get tickets, show up. Our panel is on June 16th at 12 p.m. So come support us. We're going to be answering questions on the panel, showing the show, and uh, just having a good time. Sweet. Yeah, that's it. Very cool. Uh, So to all of my listeners, you need to go out there and support Noah and the Legend of the Kickmaster because if I do not see Captain Finn, I will find every one of you and I will hunt you down. (laughs) They cannot be like streaming it from their phone or anything either. That's like... Secret, no, very secret cool. footage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, guys, thank you so much for uh, taking some time out. Best of luck with Legend of the Kickmaster. Best of luck at Intergalacticon. Uh, I'm glad you guys are have a, a platform to show the episodes out there and, and get the word out. Uh, I want to see episodes one through five, so I hope you guys get that done sooner rather than later. And, again, just best of luck. Thanks, thank Jeff. you so much. Thank you for your time as well. Mm-hmm. Your resolve is strong. Let the glories of the Khan treat you as a Valhalla. 
forget. So, me and Noah, we have a special surprise for you. On June 16 at 12 o'clock, we're going to be premiering Legend of the Kickmaster, episode 1, 2, and 3. So come and join us here at Intergalacticon. All the information is in the description box below, so make sure you click that and come to San Diego. Let's go. You're one of my favorite interviewees, and I trust you, and let's just fucking do it. The last time was just phenomenal. Tommy does not talk like this. <laughs> I don't? Oh, yeah, I'm very vulgar, actually. I, I, like, my F, like, the F, the F word is, like, my filler word. The 2018 UASE will take place Saturday, November 10th at AMC Theaters Times Square, featuring five theaters with over 60 hours of action content from 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. That's right, Action Junkies. We're having a 14-hour action film megathon showcasing the latest indie action film content and continuing last year's launch of Saturday Afternoon Kung Fu Theater, featuring Shaw Brothers Kung Fu Classics and honoring the 40th anniversary of Five Deadly Venice. Please join the Urban Action Showcase Diversity and Action Initiative celebrating the past, present, and future most cultural achievements in the blockbuster action genre. As a platform, we advocate diversity and inclusion through our International Action Film Festival, Action Expo, and Action Film Awards platform to promote multicultural heroic images in order to change the dynamic of mainstream media. invite you to be a part of the action by pre-purchasing a 2018 event pass for yourself or a friend. Master, Sanjay is finished. We can attack the city. Poison clan rocks the world. See the iron fisted bunk before the daily prayers Shouting monks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs The fate of Lee Khan, now's in King Yu's hands With the fearless Aida roaming over the land Yeah, the little bitch soldier is older than wiser He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to great jars Fight for the cars, then pass, hear the applause Not again, back kicks will defeat the outlaws Very good, but boards don't hit back Yeah, the death jewels here, David D is coming back the Tai Chi master, Jelly's even faster Could chat a little drink because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosamund Kwan is real fine But see Maggie show his spine Golden Swallow has arrived Shang Chi movies will the hero will survive We've got the brave archer make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight, may as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black, cause the vampire's back We've got Lam Jin Ying to kill them all to so stand back He plays the black magic on the soul of the sword
sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah, Wing Chun Shaolin and Mantis style Yeah, defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Welcome to the tea house, belly for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws We walk into the tea house ready for some action Drink a little wine, we get a drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claw. See it's a game of death yo, you're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The shogun assassin slashing blood just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got her just in yellow but she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms, that's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor and the blood It'll splatter against the walls, no fear at all To kill them all, there's always blood spilled When you head into a war, fearless Unleash the fist of legend that the car gently I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumbling the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war, we smash the place so with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha.